On the last episode, I told a story about the good old days and how they're happening right now. And on this episode, I'm going to tell you about the time when I took that idea and threw it directly in the trash. I have this trick I tell people about when they say to me that they're bad with kids. It's this. Pretend like you are the most curious anthropologist. Lean down next to them as they're working with a puzzle or a rolling toy car or whatever, and then ask them questions. Ask about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Ask about their favorite book or TV show, their favorite Sesame Street character. In other words, let them teach you. What before was a stale conversation about how school's going now becomes a vibrant discussion, a lesson, perhaps, from a very passionate individual. And the key is not to act like you're learning something, but to actually learn something. Letting a kid teach you, an adult, how to do something is an incredible transaction because as an adult, you think you know things. Your kid's here to tell you you don't know as much as you think. This is Zia Hassan, and you are listening to Gently Down the Stream, a personal development podcast. If you want to transform your life, be a more engaged parent, a more present spouse, if you are stuck in your career or in any part of your life, this show will teach you powerful ideas, habits, and skills so that you can focus on what's most important to you. The first day that our child was home back in March of 2020, we pulled him out early from daycare. The first day he was home with us, I remember turning to my wife at the end of the day after having somehow split our day into two-hour windows to get our work done and our meetings done. I turned to her and I said, how are we going to do this for two more weeks? Both my wife and I have fairly demanding work schedules. We're both in meetings, trainings, or wrapped up in email or other types of communications pretty much from the start of the day until the end. And on the first day of the COVID-19 lockdown, I had the first shift with our son, which started at 8 a.m. and went until about 2 p.m. when his nap starts. I was frustrated by about 9.30 a.m., Not because my child was acting out, but because I hadn't spent this much time with him since he was an infant and I was on paternity leave. Now he demanded my attention, and in the absence of the lovely ladies at daycare who tended to his every need, he was desperate for my attention. At about one and a half, he was just learning how to talk and still learning how to walk with more efficiency. And over the next couple of weeks, we tried walking in the park and staying away from anyone. At that time, no one was masked. We watched hours of Sesame Street to the point at which even he was bored of it. Worst of all, I found myself constantly checking my phone while I was with him. I found myself looking at the clock to figure out how much time was left on my shift before I would be able to get back to my job and all the unanswered emails that were in my inbox. I was stressed. I was pissed. And the concept of these being the good old days? No. No one was going to tell me one day that these were the good old days of straddling the workforce and childcare. My systems, my concept of what good even meant, had completely dropped out the window. I was lost. I needed to orient myself. And little did I know it was my son, Desi, who would teach me how to do that. 
The change happened one afternoon. I had taken Desi to a park nearby, one that was free of crowds. It was barely even springtime yet, and we were sitting on a bench, and Desi suddenly got quiet. He was staring off into the distance, almost like he was meditating. And I don't know what came over me, but I decided that I would teach him how to meditate. So you just kind of sit and let things happen, I told him. You let life unfold without any expectation. And then I set a timer for 10 seconds and hit start. And he was silent for the entire 10 seconds. I told my wife later, it was amazing. I didn't even have to say much or teach anything. It was like he just let time drop away without complaining. I was drowning in admiration for my child who had achieved, at least for 10 seconds, a type of self-regulation that some adults aren't capable of. And that's when it hit me. I knew what I needed to do to get through the pandemic. And it didn't even matter how long the pandemic was going to last either. This would work. The next day, I set a meditation timer on my phone and turned to Desi and said, All right, so what are we doing today? He looked kind of baffled at first, almost concerned as if something bad had happened. He went away for a minute and brought back a book, one that we had read about a million times, but this time I decided I would actually read it. Not to entertain him, not to pass the time. I would read it because of my belief that stories are wonderful, that reading with a child is an act of love. All of these things are things that I believed the day before or the month before, but it was different now. It was palpable. I guess beliefs are like candles. You have to light them on fire or else they're just pieces of wax. I read to Desi slowly, slower than I had in a long time. I stopped on each page to point out random details I had never noticed before, that my eyes were now looking for. And he too would stop and notice random details. The book took far longer to finish than usual, but to date, it was my favorite reading experience with him. When I finished reading, I had no idea how much time had passed. It could have been 10 minutes. It could have been two hours. Much like watching Desi separate himself from time at the park, I too had separated myself from time, at least for a minute. Time. That thing that just a moment ago was a boulder sitting on my back. The endlessness of the pandemic that had just started. The length of these new days, which felt like two days in one. All of that weight, gone because of an intentional choice to be outside of it, because of a lesson that my son taught me. I closed the book, and he looked at me and said, Dada, again, please? Hmm. Maybe these are the good old days after all. Why are kids such good teachers? There are numerous reasons, but let's quickly discuss one of those reasons. Young, young kids, like kids under six, tend to see the world in symbols. They have no understanding or even the capability to understand the physical world through things like measurement, etc. Measuring the world, understanding time and distance are concrete operations, and they are essential for our survival. But the symbols that kids identify, young kids, can be emotionally useful to adults, 
without all of the extra baggage that comes with concrete operations. My child, for instance, refers to his room as a door. The door to him is the room. People, specifically me and his mom, come through that door, people he loves. The square footage of the room, how high the ceiling is, the material of the walls, the way the closet functions, doesn't even cross his mind. As adults, we get wrapped up in concrete operations so much that we forget what it's like to see the world as a young child. And that's why they can be such great teachers. Hey there, thanks for sticking around till the end of the podcast. This is Zia Hassan, and this is my weekly podcast, Gently Down the Stream. If you don't know me, I am an educator, a trainer, and a coach. And this podcast and my coaching practice are for people who want to change their lives. This podcast is meant for teaching and for learning and for inspiration. But if you want to spend some time with me and focus on you and the wisdom that you have, you can book a coaching session with me at ziahassan.coach. And together we can figure out what your core values are, which is something that most people have not considered, have not actually dug into. Most people don't know what their core values are, or if they think they know them, they are sometimes wrong. We can navigate a dilemma in your life and figure out the next best step for you to take. And through small changes, you can have a big transformation. My podcast is all about what I value and stand for. But when you coach with me, we figure out what you value, what you stand for, what you believe, and what actions are necessary for you to take to live a life that is meaningful to you, to connect to the things that you want to connect with and say no to everything else. So if you're interested in booking a session with me, check out ziahassan.coach, and I will see you next Tuesday.